When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Heart and Hand production. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our two weekly free shows here from Heart and Hand. My name's David Edgar, I'm your host and joining me to discuss the match against St Mirren and look ahead to Tynecastle on Sunday is Cammy Bell. Hello Cammy. David, how are you my friend? Are you well? I am well because I will admit to having a slight worry about how Rangers would do returning back to the Scottish Premier League after... Of course, what we saw this time last year, and uh, it's difficult, I suppose, to when you've been burned uh, to forget because we came off a victory against Celtic this time last year, and we're all in good spirits coming out of the winter break. I think we expected the team to pick up where they left off. They didn't. They didn't in rather spectacular style against Kilmarnock, but then couldn't raise themselves out of the funk that, that followed that that match and ended up uh, going on a poor run, which ultimately cost us any chance we had of winning the title. So I had a concern that that maybe, that I didn't think we would do it, but, you know, until the proof is in the pudding. We didn't play very well against Stranraer on Friday night. We didn't play particularly well last night, I think, against St Mirren, but we did win. And you and I watched the game together last night as we were walking into the stadium. Both of us said, I'll just take three points any which way they come. Um, I don't think it was a particularly bad performance I just don't think it was the most dynamic I never thought that we were going to lose the match I didn't even think up until a wee I'll admit this panic in the last minute when they got a corner think we were going to drop points and it it's a victory I mean it's not one we're going to be talking about in 10 years but it was three points and on we move yeah I don't think it'll ever appear on uh, Martin showing our Patreon site the time capsule um, you're right, listen, winning ugly still winning and um, if you were to say to me you've got to sit through that every second week for eight to nine months but you'll win the league at the end of it, I would do it so I don't think, I don't, I've got to agree with you in part, I'll disagree with you in another part I don't think we necessarily played badly last night we, didn't, we weren't entertaining but we weren't entertaining because the other team were set up to ensure that entertainment was going to be its absolute lowest priority St Mirren were quite happy to come and sit with uh, the majority of players behind the ball. Um, time wasting was was fairly evident um, from them to, to to kind of begin with, um, and we just had to we had to kind of endure and, and remain patient and break that down. I know, and I, I certainly have said on social media, it's a difficult and frustrating thing to watch. Um, but you've also got to understand it's frustrating to play against as well because there's one team trying to play football and it, it wasn't the opposition last night. So it, it's 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 not hugely and wildly entertaining, uh, but it's three points and I would have taken that uh, before the kickoff as we do. I think that to anyone who, who was annoyed or frustrated by last night, 
you're going to see that game again before the end of the season at Ibrox. You're going to see that match again. Teams will come and they will sit 10 men behind the ball and they will say, go on, then break us down. And it's very difficult to do. It is. Um, that no matter which league in the world, if a team's organised, even a team is, is limited in terms of their attacking capabilities as St Mirren, and they work hard and they're bang up for it, which they were, then it's going to prove difficult. Um, I I understand the frustration, because, yeah, it'd been great to go out there and beat them fours and fives, but I think some of the reaction, uh, I think that at times they're... Because we've been so long without a title that people can get uh, quite negative um, quite quickly and quite worried. I don't think they, they, they mean to be negative. It's just that they're a little bit worried and will maybe, because of what's happened the last few years, move to the negative quite quite quickly. I just feel that this team has sort of earned the right that if they win, because the result is the most important thing, yep, absolutely, but if they win, then I think they've shown enough good performances this season to say, okay, it wasn't a great one, but we'll take it and we'll move on to the next one. If we have six or seven games like that in a row, um, or maybe even less, maybe like four or five, where we're playing like that, then yes, I think it's legitimate to say this is a concern because they're in bad form. But for me, there will be periods during the season when you're playing great stuff. Um, I think towards the end of December, we certainly were. And there'll be periods where the players aren't all quite collectively as in form. And those games, it's about, or those those weeks, it's about just just get the victory and we'll move on and we'll start again. We'll build confidence. And I, I think that that's maybe my take on the reaction. And I think the reaction split. I don't think it's a case of everyone's upset or everyone's super positive. I just think it was a bit of a nothing game that, for me, it was just get a victory and Rangers did that. It was, and I think... Um... I wouldn't have wanted, bizarre as this may sound, David, I wouldn't have wanted um, a performance similar to what we saw at Parkhead because um, a midweek game at home against St Mirren doesn't merit it because you still get the same three points at the back of it. Now, obviously, you could argue that into its extremes around things like, well, you've got goal difference, you've got various well, other bits I, I and bobs. Well, I think you would want the performance, but I know what you mean. It's like... Um, I'd but you, but you, can, you can't do if, that consistently for nine minutes. If they're good enough to be able to do that, that they can, if they show it again on Saturday, like they, they turn up in a much tougher game on Sunday and the performance is better than great. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you to a degree on that because I think that one of the things that's impressed me a lot about this Liverpool team this year is that they're very good at that, of going... We can win this at seventy percent. We'll need to be ninety to. You know what I mean? They understand you can't go one hundred percent every match. When you look at when you look at our our <laughs> fixture congestion, um, and again, let's let's hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Let's say we've got some rearranged fixtures because we haven't really had too much in terms of adverse weather. These things will start to build up. And you're right, you, but you can't go at that intensity and that pace that we showed at Parkhead. You can't do that. You know, twice a week for the next four, five, six weeks. It's just simply not going to work and you're going to cause your own problems. So there wasn't a need for us to go gung-ho last night. Listen, do you know what? If you're going to say to me, every game at Ibrox is going to be free-flowing football because the opposition won't hunker down and they won't sit behind the lines to be able to to, to minimise any opportunity you've got to have a shot and target, to get crosses into the box, to score goals. Uh, brilliant, because then all of a sudden we've got a completely different game in Scotland because right now that's exactly what teams do every single time they go to Ibrox or Parkhead I think that you need to be able to to again like you say manage your resources manage your time uh, manage your energy and your effort levels and and do what needs to be done 
all that mattered last night was three points. There'll be other games we'll be able to open up a bit. And I think as you and I said to each other last night, David, if we got a second goal last night and I think we start to open up and the St Mirren heads go down a wee bit because they're fundamentally failing in their game plan, which is to keep out goals. And then you get one, you get two, then it opens up a bit. And then you can start going a bit for the jugular. And we've seen games like that. We've had you know, quite a few 5 nils at Ibrox this season anyway. Um, so you've got to you've got to take the rough with the smooth. Yep. Um, as I say, I, I didn't quite understand the 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 criticism too much. I think it's a wee bit premature. I think you see how things un, unfurl and unfold, and and if we go to Tyne Castle, we'll talk about that uh, later in the show. If we go to Tyne Castle and pick up three points, then for me, it's been a very good week. Especially when you consider um, that we were without uh, James Tavernier and Alfredo Morelos. And I think if ever it was demonstrated how important those two players are to us, then last night showed that um, Rangers uh, chose to start with John Flanagan at right back. Very solid defensively, but is just not good at going forward. This is not his game, you can tell. And we, we lack that. Luckily, Borna Barisic continued his, his very good form, whipping in some excellent balls and, of course, uh, involved in, in the winning goal. But um, we missed Tav. We, we missed his... He never stops. I think that's one thing he doesn't get enough credit for, is that even if things aren't going for him, he's always available. He's always trying to make something happen. He keeps defenders in the opposition side very honest because he's, he's constantly at them. And, of course, Alfie, what you miss is the battering ram that he is. The fact that with a, a mass ranks defence like this, Alfie doesn't let that bother him. He just gets the ball and barrels through them sometimes, which is a skill that very few professional footballers have. Uh, and any team you take away two of their key players, then there's going to be a slight drop. There is, absolutely. And listen, I'm not, I'm not going to say for a minute that we wouldn't miss those key players and they are key players for us because uh, you're right, um, Flanagan's crossing leaves a lot to be desired. Um, the, the thing is, and it's funny actually, because just before recording, I was saying this to a friend in work. The, the thing I would probably say that's interesting about the missing Alfie last night was Alfie probably would have opened that defence up slightly by, again, like you say, it's very compact, certainly through the middle. Um, Alfie probably would open some of that up a little bit. It probably would have generated some space. But the goal that Jermaine Defoe scored, which obviously we're just about to come on to, um, I think it's 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 a perfect Jermaine Defoe goal because it's instinct, it's predatory. Um, it comes to him and he's just instantly gone for it. And we've seen him score goals like that for us throughout his career. I don't know if Alfie necessarily would have done it that quickly. Um, I think if a situation was to reoccur, I probably would prefer Defoe in that situation. Um, but there's absolutely no doubt if, if Alfie's fit and is available to play, I would play him, you know, 10 times at 10. It's, it's absolutely not a question. But last night in a game like that, when a, a chance just falls to you, just breaks to you, um, there's very few better than Jermaine Defoe to, to, to just react accordingly and instinctively. Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with that. Now, in terms of... Um... You know the, the the whole sort of right back issue. I was a wee bit surprised because I thought last night might be a good game for Nathan Parson. Whereas I understand you know putting in John Flanagan going to Tyne Castle, but I suppose the manager felt that if Flanagan was going to play at Tyne Castle, then he needed the ninety minutes last night, and and that makes sense. Um, but you do lose out on the on the attacking front. Um, although it, it must be said, as I say, I don't think St. Manon had a, had a shot on goal last night, so 
in terms of of the management, um, they they got it right because we won. I do think there is a slight argument, though, that the team was quite conservative, really, for a home match against St Mirren, who you knew were going to be defensive, because we went with a more defensive fullback. We went with a midfield of Kamara, Jack and Davis, who are uh, a more solid option. Maybe, you know, you could have had, uh, rested one of them and played Arfield in there as a more attacking option. Um, but again, I suppose yeah, the, the proof of the pudding was we got the win and that, that's really all the manager was and I wonder if the conservatism was slightly um, influenced by what happened last year that he's like look I, I, I don't care about performances tonight I want a clean sheet and a win just just get me it and this is the way to do that yeah and listen I understand that and maybe it was a little bit pragmatic uh, but I do understand it given it was uh, I say a big game it's not a big game because it's in minute at home I understand, but in the context within which you're describing yeah context what happened is a big game yeah context of, of, of uh, and obviously remembering what happened last year um, I could use the phrase banana skin when talking about it because yeah, if he comes if he comes into it and let's say he does go uh, a little bit more adventurous uh, with his selection and his lineup and take it from there but then at the same point if you want to expose Patterson to that and let's say, I mean, last night, everyone in the ground who was still there waiting for St Mirren to take their corner was shitting it. Yes. Let's not, let's, let's not call us, you know, you know, let's not pretend let's that we were uber, uber, yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's not, let's not pretend that we were uber confident that we would clear our lines. We were comfortable that we could get a chance to do it, but everyone was bricking it. Um, I think it's unfair to throw him into that if things had went sour, but he has rewarded them, you know, in terms of the game against Trinidad, he's, he's played them, he picked them on the bench last night. Um, probably just because of our selection uh, resources and what we've got available in that area. Uh, but I would have played Flanagan last night in order to to think about how he's going to perform against Hearts. So he's maybe had to sit down with John Flanagan and say, look, you've not featured. I know you've not featured. However, this is what I need out of you in the next couple of games, at least. I'll get you some game time. You don't have to go mega adventurous against St Mirren, but I'm going to give you a soft landing in that one in order to be able to to produce against Harps at Tynecastle, which is a far more important game now. Um, and so as a result of that, it's probably just him having a, a, a one eye on Tynecastle, one eye on what happened last year, and thinking, no, do you know what? Exactly as you said, David, clean sheet, a win, that's what I want. Yep, and uh, we did get it. But like I say, it's, it's not the most exciting game that I think anyone's ever going to see. Uh, in their time at Ibrox but uh, a a bigger challenge awaits us on Sunday not because of the performances of Hearts this season it has to be said Cammy Um, they have had a dreadful season I mean there's really no no way around at the bottom of the league they deserve to be bottom of the league they've changed managers eventually and uh, he's in the process of new manager Daniel Stendhal who you know quite well as as some people may know Cammy uh, is fond of Burnley where Daniel uh, Stendhal was the former manager uh, he's making changes, um, much to the chagrin of uh, a lot of the old school <laughs> in Scottish football establishment because players like Christoph Berra have been allowed to leave or been told that they will be leaving. Um, but it's it's Tynecastle and they'll be buying up for this because it's a free hit for them, this game. They're, their crowd normally, when they're playing Livy and they're expected to win, their crowd are on them instantly, you know, kind of similar to, to, to Ibrox in that regard. 
But when Rangers come to town, the fans will be right behind them. They'll be a bit more forgiving of the odd misplaced pass, etc. And the players know that look, we're not going to get unless they get absolutely battered, they're not going to get savage criticism. So in a way, they can sort of relax and just go and play. Uh, they've nothing really to lose in this game. And as they showed earlier in the season at Tynecastle, that can make it diff- difficult for us if we don't start properly. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, you know, obviously being through in the, the East Coast, um, I've got a lot of friends through here who are Hearts fans. And it's interesting because obviously there's a lot of Scottish media spin. Um, if I'm being honest, a little bit of some of the xenophobia that, that we've seen before around the German manager coming in and the Scottish backbones going out the team and all of that kind of thing with, you know, Levine and more recently John Daly. Um, but all the Hearts fans and my friends I speak to here and all that stuff, they're all saying, good, you got us to the bottom of the league. Why do you think that you deserve to stay? If this guy can come in and change things and get us out of a relegation dogfight, good, you don't deserve to keep your job, which I've got to be honest with you, I totally agree with. I would be in exactly the same mindset. Um, you're right, it is. I, I would say it's a free hit. I think we, um, we, we've we got to be very cautious about this. I'm, I'm, it's a wounded animal, David. The, the, you know, they're going to start fighting and scrapping and getting what they can out of games and they've really got to start moving into this. Hearts aren't going to change and revolutionise things overnight. They haven't done that since Strendel's come in. They probably won't expect to get anything out of Sunday, which is why they can probably open up a bit and raise the game a bit more and be able to try and go for that. Because if they were to get something from us on Sunday, then that's a that's that's a that's a big big result for them and something which would raise the confidence in their camp. So you would, if I was a Hearts fan, look at this as an opportunity to say, here's what we can do to probably start you know, moving in the right direction. We can start to turn this around and really start to get it there. So we cannot be lackadaisical against Hearts purely based on league position. Um, again, like you say, sometimes it's the teams that are at the bottom that hurt you more than the teams that are in the middle of the table. So got to be totally focused. We've got to go in there. Ideal situation. We go in there, get a couple of goals, get the result put to bed early doors. If we can start to enhance the performance a little bit and, and, and raise the tempo a little bit as well, just to try and really... Um, you know, put them to the sword, fantastic, but we've got to, we've got to be very much on our game on Sunday. For me, the last time the lesson to learn is the start. The first 15 minutes, Stephen Gerrard described as as bad as uh, since he arrived at Ibrox, and it was awful, and it gave hearts, you know, they got a goal in that time, it gave them encouragement. Yeah, Rangers came back in it and, and fought their way into it, but they'll be bang up for it. If we're not right from the start, then we, we make something that could be quite straightforward if we are on our game we can make it a lot more difficult for ourselves yeah absolutely and listen you know what you know they'll they'll do things to try and compound what we're looking to be able to do they'll they'll, you know as i say they'll have high energy levels they'll probably go into quite a few tackles we we saw even in our last trip to edinburgh we we produced a great uh, performance and, and and a great tempo um, against Tibbs, but you know they were certainly flying into tackles. They were certainly looking to be able to try and impress a point there. And if, if if Hearts come out in a similar vein, um, because as I say, they'll be somewhat desperate. I'm not going to say that it's crisis times yet. I still personally don't believe they'll get relegated, but they need to start getting points on the board. And sometimes you need to do that any which way you can. And if that means going in for a bit of a scrap, then they'll do that. Um, Craig. Craig Levine and, and you know and his previous guys there as manager 
was was perfectly happy to say to his boys, look, you know, you need to go and, and you know, not be bullied, not be pushed off the ball, go out there and stand up for yourself, win your personal battles. So even though Hearts have not been playing well recently, they've still got plenty of guys who will remember how to do that. So, um, again, as I say, I do think it will be a tough test. I think we need to go into it with a positive manner. We're more than capable of beating them, beating them comfortably, getting a result. Um, and the one thing that I'm very, very pleased about and what we've seen a lot throughout this team is we've got a better resilience and mentality now. So we won't go into that with that kind of, as I say, uh, well, you know, we can get into this with 70 or 80%. No, we'll have to get into it, get it sorted out. And then, as I say, hopefully put the result to bed early doors. Okay, Cammy, what's your prediction for the match? Um, I would say I'm going to go 4-1. There you go. Let's go super oh, wow. positive. That's very cool. I, I'm going to go 2-0. Um, I don't think it, I, I think it'll be a scrap because, again, I think that, you know, we're going to see this. Teams are going to go, right, OK, break us down. We're going to be very hard to beat. We're going to fly into tackles. Um, and I think we'll need to show a bit of patience and a bit of quality. But if we do that, then we certainly have enough of both to come away with the point. Right, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, my thanks to Cami. Thanks so much, David. My thanks to our executive producers in London, Paul Lee and Mike Miles. We will be back on uh, Monday with the next free show. Obviously, you can catch us on Patreon till then. But until then, have a wonderful weekend and I hope your team wins on Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye. That was a Heart and Hand production. Sports Social Podcast Network.